0: Nightlife with Philip Clark. on ABC
1: Radio. Nightlife news breakdown now. National Affairs Editor with 10 News First, Hugh Remington joins us. Hugh, good evening. Welcome to Nightlife. Hello, Philip. Uh, like, well, Let's talk about the visit, visit of uh, President Volodymyr Zelensky to Britain in a moment, because uh, I know you've been following that closely. But turning our eye to domestic affairs first, the news today had parliament uh, if not gripped certainly interested was the resignation announcement of former liberal minister alan tudge now he's had all sorts of dramas of course in uh, recent times he says he's going to resign from parliament and leave politics now this despite the fact that there was only recently an election i know it'll trigger a by-election in his melbourne seat of aston Uh, In an emotional speech, Mr Tudge said his teenage daughters had suffered death threats and cited the death of his own father as one of the catalysts for his decision. Yes, it's a tough life in in politics, as Mr Tudge has found, but he uh, probably, well, his critics would say he has much of himself to blame. One of the speculative points, of course, was is this going to be an opening for Josh Frydenberg to return to Parliament and perhaps challenge for the leadership down the track uh, your view of that I think Mr Frydenberg has essentially said he's not going to do it isn't he
0: well it would be an opening for Josh Frydenberg if he wanted to take it but he doesn't want to take yeah. it so it kind of resolves it at that point he's very happy I think spending a bit of family time um, after years of being the treasurer through a pandemic and uh uh he didn't particularly want to be early retired, and he has unfinished business, I have no doubt. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's never ruled out a, an attempt at some stage to to seek to return to Parliament. Um, his uh, fav- favoured position would be to uh, get koo back. Yeah. But um, – you know, it remains to be seen whether that becomes a teal hold over time. But he'll be watching that very closely. But he is uh, absolutely emphatically well. Put put it this way: I am confident that the reports you hear that he has no interest in Aston are correct.
1: Yes, it's uh, There is a question. Of, there is a question, of course, about him in general, isn't there? What? What your take on this is as to whether or not he has got the fire in his belly to come back at all? He might think, well. He's off earning some coin in the private sector at the moment. Uh, He'd have to do some convincing of people that he really wanted to come back rather than assume it's a right, wouldn't he?
0: Yes, it's funny, isn't it? Because Josh Fryden was a very bright young man and if coin was the main thing that mattered to him, he could have gone off and done it at any stage in his earlier career. Uh, You know, it's a bit like um, when Malcolm Turnbull lost the leadership of the Liberal Party, The first time around, back in 2009, many people speculated that, oh, you know, if he's been dumped. um, You know, that's the end of that dream of becoming prime minister. He'll quit parliament and Mm. he'll he'll go off and make some money. You know, people say, well, how much more money does he need? Um, And it underestimates the degree to which to people who are drawn to politics, politics is the game. And uh, there's always that, you know, what if there might have been that runs behind it. And and definitely Josh Frydenberg uh, had hoped not to lose at the last election, lose his own seat. Um, he could have tolerated the government losing office or the coalition losing office and him remaining in parliament and being part of the rebuilding and was of the right age and, and, and he would have been reasonably confident, mm. well-positioned to go on to lead it and potentially become prime minister and that was his goal. Him leaving parliament... Means that plainly, it's not available to him unless he gets back in again. And I think that question mark will be when I get later on in my life. Will I look back and say I, I should have had a real good crack at it? Have another crack at it? And and, and I think that's the stuff that was swirling around his head uh, ever since the election loss, and is unresolved in his head. You know, he's he's a, he's he's a considerable politician. He is not universally loved or admired, or respected. No politician is, uh, but, um, you know, he may well feel he's got something to contribute, yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's, in, it's an interesting position for Mr Dutton too, isn't it, as the opposition leader. here is occupied the position, of course, immediately after an election loss, and some would say that, gee, that is a that is a very poison chalice indeed, and the likelihood of him going a distance uh, to a return to office would be remote, no, based on history. However... Uh, he will. He he suffers a bit. Well, he faces a bit of a challenge here in Aston, doesn't he? Because Mister Tudge it was a very safe Liberal seat. It was way less so at the last election. I think the margin now is around two, less than three percent. So, That's if, true. if if the seat did fall, and there are some who are, who say, look, it might be susceptible to a a teal or a or or or, or you know, well resourced independent that if the seat was lost, it's unclear whether Labor were going to put much effort into it, but if the seat was lost to either a Teal or an Independent, then Mr Dutton would face some pretty serious questions, wouldn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, well, that's his immediate problem. In fact, he, does, he doesn't have to worry about Josh Frydenberg. Josh Frydenberg isn't running. Yes, and, right. uh, and Frydenberg, if he was to return to Parliament, would be immediately, you'd get into a drama as to whether um, you know the numbers would coalesce around Frydenberg. That would be a difficulty for Dutton, but that's taken off the table. So Dutton's... Uh, a immediate problem handed to him by Alan Tudge is uh, holding onto the seat of Aston. Christopher Pine today saying it will be tough for the Liberal Party to hold it. I suspect that's a little bit of uh, expectation management, uh, so that if they do hold it, they say, "Oh, look, you know, Pliny Dutton's a genius; they've managed yeah, to hang on." Because it that shouldn't, seat. it shouldn't couldn't.
1: be, it shouldn't be tough to hold it, given its history. <laughs>
0: Not traditionally, and I think one of the things about that is that you're quite right about the swing; it was over ten percent. Uh, uh, the swing against him at the at uh, against Alan Tudge at the last election was seven point three percent. There were bigger swings against liberal party seats at the last election, but but not that many. And by that stage, by the time of the of the vote, uh, Robo, debt, robo debt had come up a little bit, but I don't know how much damage personally had personally been done to him, but the extramarital affair uh, was out there and had gained all kinds of uh, of publicity. and it's an interesting seat. Um, Aston, it has a um, it has a kind of a uh, a kind of a solid white lower middle class, a uh, sort of old style Anglo Australian kind of uh, sector, particularly in the north around uh, Barony around Bayswater. Um, it's is uh, there is quite a lot. There's sort of a, a level of Bible belt that goes through there as well, and I think that the um, you know the marital infidelities I think didn't play well there. Mm-hmm. There's also it's also a multicultural seat. Uh, a lot of people have come in from South Asia over the years, and and the sort of the the, the big sort of um, uh, Chinese Vietnamese population in in. In the you know or want to say Chinese and Vietnamese population, those of that background um, is sort of spreading into those sort of um, western sections of the seat uh, and 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 they voted in slightly different patterns. so so the question for um, the Liberal party is to try to find a candidate uh, who is who can match the demands of that seat. And they will guess and hope that the marking down of Alan Tudge happened at the last election and the big swing at the last election in that seat was against Alan Tudge and they could get a swing towards them uh, with the right candidate and particularly if Labour doesn 't invest enormously if they look look at the writing on the wall mm. uh, you know and, and don 't invest enormously on it, and they can 't get a community independent up there uh, to, you know to you know that's going to really challenge it then it could be a good strong liberal hold that's good for Dutton if for whatever reason Dutton loses that seat immediately um, a big question mark, a big asterisk goes against Dutton. The view will be that he can 't win or hold seats in Melbourne, and that will go directly to his questions of future electability
1: of course, at the next election. Of course, the, the problem will be, for the party won't be, if, if not Mr Dutton, then who? Absolutely. And there are not very many obvious candidates that spring to mind, are they?
0: The the, the covered as bare.
1: Hmm. Interesting. My, one of my texters says, as a Kuyong resident, my bet is Monique Ryan loses the seat and is returned to the Liberals. Uh, let's face it, she was a protest vote against the Morrison debacle. Well, that's a view, isn't it? But mind you, that was the same view that was put up against uh, um, the... Zali Steggall, Zali Steggall in in Moringa, wasn't it? Yeah, there, there was, because that was Tony Abbott's. Seat that was Tony or... Abbott's. It was a protest against Mr Abbott, but that didn't prove to be the case. Miss no, Ms. Well, Steggall right. held on and increased her vote. Actually,
0: Kathy McGowan was the protest vote against Sophie Mirabella, who that's was right. kind of a ring in from the city into a rural seat in northern Victoria. And what do you know? She stuck stuck around her then handed her on to another independent from the same movement, Helen Haynes. So, mm. um, independents have a way of getting in and staying in, and um, that's part of the new arithmetic of yeah. our politics.
1: Yeah, it is. Look, um, turning to uh, international affairs, and uh, Vladimir Zelensky, Mr. Zelensky, uh, well, it was uh, a surprise visit. That's for sure. The security surrounding Mr. Zelensky, you'd think, must be stupendous. He turns up in Britain. Vision of him and Mr. Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, uh, inspecting the UK forces training Ukrainians, etc. Mr. Zelensky saying it was a very fruitful visit. Uh, UK's promised tanks And Mr Zelensky appears to think That it won't be long before they get Fighter aircraft as well These are major escalations Aren't they?
0: It is so fascinating, you're quite right about security Because of course Russian agents have Killed or sought to kill uh, People they don't like, dissidents You know, Skripal and yeah. so on mm. On British soil uh, You know, it was quite a it, it was an enormous sight because uh, the Houses of Parliament, the classic image that you have there with the green leather and Prime Minister's questions and the sort of the the, the two rows of, of people standing at precisely two sword lengths distance. That's how the um, House of Commons was laid out. It's a crowded space. And when it was initially set out. Uh, it was for the number of MPs they had in Britain at the time. The number of, uh, of MPs has, has multiplied since those early days. And so, you know, not everyone who has a seat in Parliament actually gets a seat in Parliament. There's not enough room for them. So they crowd at the doors at various times or they watch it on television. You know, So when Zelensky came to town, there is an ancient, magnificent, beautiful hall, Westminster Hall, which is right next to the House of Parliament. Mm-hmm. And so that all the MPs, uh, could get to see him they they uh, hosted him there it is a spellbinding chilling sight this bare stark beautifully proportioned medieval hall into which strides this guy in his in his you know camouflage well he's not camouflage but kind of military greens t-shirt that he resolutely wears the speaker of the house greets him uh with a with in Ukraine glory to Ukraine, he says in Ukrainian, and everyone is on their feet. There's you know, from the start of his speaking to the end, everyone is on their feet applauding him. Um, it is an extraordinary scene of uplift. Uh, by you know, I, I think back to the 1930s when Neville Chamberlain was viewing the Russian, uh, sorry, the German in, um, uh, takeover of Czechoslovakia and saying, Well, it's all happening in. in in a in a faraway country that we don't care much about words to that effect what was being plainly put on display was that ukraine may be to many brits a faraway country uh in in historical terms the other end of europe but it is one about which they care a very great deal and uh, they went off then to look at uh, the challenger tanks and the you know it's one thing to give people tanks you've got to have people trained up to use them, not just to drive them, but to know how to use them tactically to get that sort of battlefield tactics. Well, that's been happening in southwestern England and these proving grounds and training grounds. And the big ask that, that Zelensky brought was to get fighter planes, to get aerial mastery of the air. And he did not say explicitly that he had got any promises. And Rishi Sunak, the British prime minister, did not. Reveal anything, uh, but Zelensky said the talks had been fruitful. And what do you know? Sunak says that among the specialist training that is now going to be given to the Ukrainians, not just 20,000 more troops will be trained there this year, but also special forces soldiers and fighter pilots. Now, what are they training those fighter pilots on? Yes. And, and to what end and to what purpose. And so if you draw various lines, it is conceivable that some sort of nod and a wink arrangement might have been made, that you'll get those fighter jets. This is a, not going to be soon,
1: thing. though, is it? I mean, training fighter pilots to fly NATO stand NATO standard jets is not something you do in months.
0: Well, they're not starting from scratch. So, you, you, the, so the, they do have an air force, the Ukrainians do have an right. air force, and uh, they do have trained pilots, but plainly you've got to get them up. On that equipment, and it's a it's a it's a step up on on the planes that they've got, yeah. and uh, and that's a whole purpose of Zelensky asking for them. So, um, and it may not be that; it may be something just short of that that's been promised. But the language from Sunak was um, uh, was of a kind of would he talked about a staunch friendship that would you know never abandon you that was the kind of language that he was delivering to them and you get the feeling that that far more than germany was willing to uh the uk is is sort of pretty much in the fight.
1: Mm. Yes, it's, um, it's 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 further escalation and as the year has gone on since february last year when russia did invade, invade every Every tactical move by the West has been to escalate and with additional weapons. Now, heavy, well, t- he- he- a, up heavy up tanks and so on. Heavy tanks yeah, and yeah, so because, on. Because, I
0: think, because one of the things they've done, and this is, this is the thing which they've escalated it up, but not to the point where they have the kind of overmastery that's needed to defeat the Russians. What they've done is given them enough to ensure that Ukraine in the short to medium term won't be defeated uh, or is unlikely to be defeated. But that's a, a long step short of giving them what they need to beat the Russians, because effectively to do that, it is a NATO war against Russia would be perceived certainly by the Russians as such and so and this is why you're seeing from a, a variety of people, including the, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs in you know the basically the, the, the top military man in the u s saying that um, that he does not see, he says, not impossible, but he does not see the means by which Mm. uh, Ukraine can expel the Russians from all the the land that they've taken. It will be long, probably end in some kind of negotiation, and if it's not through negotiation, it will be long and uh, just a, a, a charnel house for human life and for treasure.
1: Yes, indeed, indeed. Hugh, great to talk with you as always. Thank you. Appreciate your time.
0: Lovely to talk to you, From Take care.
1: Hugh Rimmington is the National Affairs Editor with 10 News First. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.